Welcome to Embrace Your Brain with Dr. D. Joy Coulter. These short weekly brain bits give you fresh glimpses into how your mind works and how to develop its natural brilliance. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic, hanging out with questions. So I've got a question for you. When you were a kid, did you ever have breath-holding contests? I can remember we'd get together and somebody might have a watch with a second hand, and we'd take turns holding our breath to see who could do it the longest. And in the summertime, when we'd hang out by a swimming pool, the way we did it is to see who could swim underwater the longest before having to come up for air. Well, it seems to me that today it's just as hard to hold questions as it is to hold our breath. So we end up Googling for answers almost as soon as a question is brought up. We're actually losing the ability to hang out with questions. But the trouble with that is our brain needs those questions in order to create new ideas. And it doesn't help that we're taught in school that answers are where it's at. We got way more strokes for answers than we did for asking questions. If we want to rekindle our creative minds, there are things we can do. So here's step one. We need to start savoring the feeling of confusion. But that's not easy because that's the same sensation we learn to associate with feeling stupid or failing to have the answer. So when something doesn't make sense right away, we may have developed a habit of just dropping it right off and moving on to things that do make sense. But that's not such a great idea. The creative mind needs to do and does just the opposite. Things that do make sense get dropped as not really interesting, but those bits that don't make sense, those are puzzling, and aha, those are the ones to savor. So step one involves making friends with questions and learning to let the odd bits puzzle us. In time, as your mind comes up with more and more creative ideas and sensations of aha, you're going to learn to enjoy feeling puzzled and savoring those questions because that's the sensation that leads to the aha for the next new great idea. But how can we find those bits? Well, there's a fellow named Albert St. Georgie who in 1937 won the Nobel Prize for discovering vitamin C and its uses. That was a big deal back then. And his description was, discovery consists of seeing what everyone else is seeing, but thinking what no one else has thought. The more we puzzle over the odd bits that don't make sense, the more brain bits we will have. Collecting those odd bits is step two. Just revisit those collections from time to time and add to your collection often. Take the time to see what puzzles you and mull it over when you have some downtime. And then comes step three. We wait. This waiting usually involves dropping the question, but not erasing it, just letting it hang out at the back of our minds. How long do we have to wait? It's really hard to say. Sometimes you stumble on one more piece And then, if you bring all your other pieces back up one more time, magic can happen. Your brain will take those slow-speed bits and join them with a very high-speed rhythm to spin them into a fresh pattern, and you get the sensation of an aha discovery. Sometimes we have to exhaust all the logical solutions first, and then sleep on it. 
So why would that help? Well, it turns out that when we sleep, it dissolves any false connections we might have made. And then those pieces are free to organize in a new way. There's a great example in science. There's a chemist named Kikola, a German chemist in the mid-1800s, and he was one of several that were trying to figure out how molecules were structured. He was working on benzene, and he was stumped. He'd worked on it for days and days, and finally he had what is now a very famous dream. He fell asleep, and in the dream he saw snakes of all sorts. One of them was in a circle biting its own tail. He woke up suddenly and said, that's it? The benzene molecule is structured as a ring, not a long chain. Quite a breakthrough. Sometimes we may have a huge collection of pieces, and we just didn't realize they were all connected. I think that might have been the case with acupuncture way back about eight or 900 years ago, before somebody discovered that there were meridians. Before that, they might have known a lot of points. This one does something to the liver. This is for the kidney. But at some point, somebody had so many points in his head that he saw the lines of connection and the idea of meridians was born. Sometimes all that's really missing is the right question. Then the pieces we've carried for a long time finally find a home. And we discover we can offer a possible pattern or an answer of sorts. The podcast series I did on holograms is an example of that. I'd been studying holograms for decades. I knew they were important, but I wasn't sure why. And then when a colleague expressed her deep concern that we can't seem to bridge the gap between polarized points of view, all those pieces just fell into place. We had to learn holographic thinking skills. So now I have a special request. I'd like to know what's on your mind. Do you have a question or puzzlement or just some topic that you'd like one of these podcasts to explore? I find that they're much easier to create when it's in response to a listener. You can just drop me a note at d, D-E-E, at embraceyourbrain.com. And if some of the pieces that are swirling around in my mind come together around your question, I'll begin to pull together a podcast from that. And you can be assured that I won't use your name or reveal personal details unless you give me written permission to do so in your note. I hope to hear from you. If you're enjoying these podcasts, I think you'll love my book, Original Mind, Uncovering Your Natural Brilliance. It's available at EmbraceYourBrain.com. Thank you.